in there. And as a believer, we are going to understand this. And it only, I say that because it only speaks to one thing or one thing only. It speaks to the fact that God loved us so much that he was willing to give his only begotten son that we might not perish. Come on, somebody. In this year, as we enter this time of the year, let us, you know, quite often, if we ain't careful, we can make it about other stuff. We can make it about the holiday itself. We can make it about the gifting or the receiving of gifts. And even for some of us, you know, we can make it about the giving of gifts. But the, the, the true gift that was given is that Jesus came into the world, that God sent his only begotten son, that God gifted us with his son, the creator of all things, that, uh, and the savior of the world in there. So this ain't no Christmas message that I'm, I'm preaching today, but the, the thing about it is it, it certainly speaks and it lays the foundation to what God wants us to, you know, to really speak to our hearts. Even in a time such as this, God needs you to know that he loves you. He needs to remind us of his love, my friends. And without a, a true understanding of the love of God, then it'll leave us, in a, uh, especially because we are in a dark world. We are in a world that where the cares of life and the trouble of life is this overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody know what I'm talking about. The things that we may have to endure and go through and even the things that we may have to experience from time to time can be so devastating that the only cure for what we're going through, I'm talking, when I say cure, I'm just talking about the only thing that's going to that's keep your soul well is knowing that God loves you. It's to truly know that you're the creator of all things, that God loves you. And in knowing that God loves you, we got to know who he is. Yeah. That he is the creator of all things. Yeah. Yeah. God just, you know, this ain't going to be no long message. It ain't one that's going to probably make you jump up and shout. But it's one that God wants to touch your heart with today, my friends. Because you know, as it was already prayed, there are so many distractions. The care of the life and the things that we go through is, is, is sent to distract us from what the truth is. It's sent to, to, to steal from us uh, what's really before us. It's, it's, it's sent to steal from the reminders of, of who we are in Christ and who God is. It's sent to get us distracted off these things because where our true peace is, 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 is in knowing these things and having them ever before us. You know, some of us that went through some, some hard times and, and maybe even going through some hard times right now and, and without you keeping before you the, uh, who God is and the fact that this God uh, of who he is that he loves you personally you would be consumed. It can make you sad. See, when we wonder how you know, I watch the news all the time and, and you know, of course they don't show bad stuff on there but it's happening all over, not only the United States, but the world. People are going crazy. My wife laughs at me all the time because, you know, I see this stuff and the only thing I can say is people are crazy. And she knows that's my saying. She just laughs at me all the time. When she hears it, she already, I know what she's going to say. Yeah, they're crazy. You know, in there. But they don't wonder why people is, is going crazy and snapping because if there's only one thing with some of the stuff that is happening in people's lives, there's only one thing that's going to keep them from not something, or to keep them locked in. And that is to know who we are, to know the Creator, and to know who we are to Him, and to know that He loves us with an everlasting love, my friend. And God is saying, I need you to know that today, that I love you with an everlasting love. Because see, the world will love you today and then they'll toss you aside tomorrow. And if we get so tied up in, uh, and, and, and forget about the, love, the true love that we have, you know, and, and get uh, sidetracked by this, the, the love that made us, then surely you are, if you are lifted up today, you'll be falling down tomorrow. They do it every time. They'll lift up one, and, 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 and as soon as they lift them up, 
and get tired or whatever circumstances may be, they're building his downfall. And they do it to, if we do it to each other all the time. So our trust has to be in him above all things. In verse 12, as you go a little bit further, it says, No one has seen God at any time. If anyone loves, if we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. See, we need the perfect love of God to be working in us. And the way that the perfect love of God works in us is for us to love one another first and foremost. It's for us to, the true demonstration of our, our love for God. And, and there are only ways that we can truly love God. Do you know that there's only one way that you can love God? Look at verse 20. Matter of fact, look at that same chapter. Skip down to verse 20. And it says this. We're still in 1 John chapter 4. In verse 20 it says, If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? See, there's only one way that we can love God or show that we love God, and that is not by the words that we say to God, but it's by what we demonstrate to the one that's sitting right next to you, my friend, or the one that's sitting in front of you, the one that's sitting behind you. Our love for God is demonstrated in one way and one way only. And it's something that I made up is what the word says. That how can you say that you love God, whom you have not seen, and hate your brother that's sitting right next to you? Or, 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 or living around the corner, or living in the next state. It cannot be. And, and, and so the essence here, that's just a whole other direction we can take this message, but the, what God is saying to you today is that as we love, know we love, then he wants us to love him. And the way that we really demonstrate our love for him is not by the words that we say. It's by the actions that we have, the, the, the love that, that he loved us with, that, that, he, that we allow him to use it. To love one another. That's the true demonstration of God's love that is perfected in us. See, and that's what verse 12 says. We need a perfect love operating on the inside of us. And that perfect love is God's love. It's not even the love that you can muster up. It's God's love. And God needs you to know that He loves you. And there's a, uh, there's, this is a, a word of encouragement, but there's a word of warning that he wants to speak to us on today as he encourages us with his truth. And the word of warning is for some of us because there's some, some of us that is about to go through something. If you don't know that God loves you, you're not going to make it. You're going to be one that you're going to be on the, the brink of, of, of snapping, you know, or, or going to the left. And God says, wow, if you have this opportunity at peace time, this peace time right now, the war is coming that you're going to have to face. And it's probably, it ain't just one of us, it's probably each and every one of us. See, warning comes before destruction. And God has given us a word of And it starts with us understanding that he gave up the most important thing under the sun. He gave his only begotten son. And if that's not a demonstration to us of his love, then I don't know what we are. Because just as the word says, I don't know which one of us will give up our only begotten son. It would be hard for us to give our uh, give up our son or our children for Which is you and me. That's what God did. That's why he said, Father, look on you. If you had caught up in your sin, then God gave you, he still just gave his son. 
While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, he didn't die for you when you were not a sinner. He died for us when we were all sinners. Come on, somebody. See, I mean, it takes us just uh, just looking at the whole reality of all of this stuff. Because we can say a bunch of verses, but do we really make it a correlation? The Bible was messed up. Jesus, God, not only did Jesus die, but God gave his son. And then and Jesus accepted that he even loved me enough that he would help me while I was messed up. And for me and you, we ain't gonna die for nobody. I don't care how good you are. And certainly if you are messed up, don't even look at this way. You ain't got to say that. Maybe I would think about it. And that's all I would do is think about it. But at least I would think about it if you, if you got some goodness about it. But for each and every one of us, God is saying, you look at the picture and see what it is. Because this world is not going to get any better. The, the trials and the tribulations that we're going to have to endure, my friend, is, 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 is increasingly. Uh, but guess what? The joy that comes from the Lord, if there's an increase, it comes with it. As the world gets darker, the, the light of Christ gets brighter. If you have light in, 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 a, in, in a, a, a dark place where it ain't that dark, then the light only shines a certain amount. But the darker it gets, that's what the light does. It illuminates even the more, my friends. And God is looking for some light in this world. That's why he says that you be the light of the world. Come on, somebody. He needs us to be the light. And in order for us to be the light of this world, darker and darker, then we're going to have to know who he is, know who we are, and know the relationship that we have with him. We're going to have to know this. Not uh, just think it, not hope it. You're going to have to know it. Know it. And somebody knows what I'm talking about, because some of us have already been again through some things that, man, if it had not, if, if it had not been for me knowing the Lord, and knowing that he was on my side, where would I be right now? Come on, somebody. Yeah. Wow. Somebody ought to be shocked. Yeah. Because it was only him that has brought us through. It is him and him alone that has brought us through. And so, nonetheless, my friends, we are moving into a time that we're going to have to know these things. It's going to mean everything for you to know that God loves you with an everlasting love. Because if knowing that he loves you, just like we saw in the song today, then that is where you're going to know that uh, he is worthy. His name is worthy. His name is worthy. Come on, somebody. And he is worthy to be praised. You don't have to know that it's him and him alone that uh, you know, that has changed us, that has rearranged us. Do you understand? I mean, I don't know about you, but I know what he's done, huh? Yes. And I know how he changed you. Yes. Come on, somebody. I know. Amen. I know how he changed you. I know. Yeah. Right <laughs> and I know how he's rearranged me Amen. in such a way that I will never be the same ever. And some of us, man, our stories ain't much different. If I begin, I can't even begin to tell you my story right now because we'd be here until about six this afternoon. And, 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 and some of y'all will start walking out. So we're going to pick and choose the time to be able to break that off. But I'll tell you what, if you want to know my story, then just look at yours because it's much the same. And I need that. For most of us. Yeah. Man, I mean, it makes it, and I say that only because of one thing, one thing only, it just makes us realize how God has changed. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and maybe we ain't made it all the way there yet. Right. But boy, even the fact that we are on the road is this huge. From where we came from. 
Because I can remember a time that I couldn't see the road that's on the own road of recovery. I was so deep in the muck and the mire. In there and, and, and had no desire for, for one thing and one thing only, and that wasn't him. But while I was still at that place, this, it was his love that brought me through the streets and, and, and the inner city of, of, of Chicago, Illinois, and, and South Dallas when I was out there in my muck and mire. In the most dangerous places known to mankind in the United States. That I wouldn't dare set foot in, you know, without the direction of the Holy Spirit. This day, I wouldn't just be walking up in there. Now, the Spirit say, hey, let's go, and we're going to preach the gospel, then I'm done, oh, I'm ready to go. But other than that, this day, ain't a place that you go without being led by the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Man, we just remember. But again, it don't mean that you have to have made it, quote unquote, even today. But what it does mean is that I am in the same place that I was then. That I am headed in a different direction. And the love of God is on that road in the direction that, that he's got you going. And it's his love is able to keep you and sustain you on your journey, my friend. He's able to do it. And not only able to do it, he wants to do it. In there. And as I told the young lady this morning, you know, this, this road that we're on now, this journey that we're taking, yes, it's going to take us to have to press through some things. So we got to tell you, we got to fight. And fight, it ain't about fighting the others or even fighting the enemy. We got to fight ourselves. To keep pressing forward. Did I 
We don't. We can't. We can't even show them that. And I don't care how good you've been or think you've been. None of us deserve the love that's out of shock. But yet he's poured it out for every one of us. So my heart and my prayer for each and every one of us today is just to simply know that God loves you with an everlasting love. Amen. And in his love that he gave, he's poured out and manifest to his son that there's something very important that when you receive him, that he wants to give you what you need to be able to finish the race, to run the race at the finish. That he wants to give you love the third person in, in the triune or God in there. And that is his spirit, the Holy Spirit. That he pours it out on you. And we see this manifested in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 8, very quickly, and we're going to close here just with this demonstration. That God loves us enough that He wants to give us of His Spirit. He said that in the book of John, He told the disciples, and to you and me, that I must go, that the Spirit of truth will come. In there. And that Spirit of truth, when He comes, what will He do? He will lead and guide us into all truth. And we see in Acts chapter 8, <coughs> this was after Jesus had left and the Holy Spirit had come. And the church now is early on in its establishment. And we know that, that, that uh, Peter, James, and John, and all of the disciples had begun to minister. You know, as Jesus had told them that they, you know, that they were going to preach the gospel in Jerusalem, in Judea, in all Samaria, and through the utmost parts of the world. And the disciples they had began to do just that. They had begun to minister the gospel of Jesus in Jerusalem. And the persecution arose, and they began to spread out. And they went out into Judea. And they went out even into Samaria. And to preach the gospel of Samaria was an area uh, that was not Jewish. The big word, Gentile folks in the areas of Samaria. But if you look at verse 14 of Acts chapter 8, it says when the apostles, because prior to this Philip had been and he preached uh, the things concerning the kingdom of God and Jesus Christ, both the men and women, and, and, and many were baptized, he had went out to Samaria to do that. And now in verse 14 it says when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them. Verse 15 says, Who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Hear this. John and Paul, I mean, and Peter went down as the apostles, as they had heard that the many in Samaria had received the word of God and were baptized. But when John was baptized, look what it says. In verse 15 again, it says, Who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for as yet he had fallen upon none of them, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. I'm going to stop there just for a second. Because see, there's what we want to talk about here today or just point out, there's two manifestations of the Holy Spirit that is essential that we have in there. And so here, if you never thought for one moment that one could receive Christ and be baptized, but not have the Holy Spirit had fallen on them, because they had been, they had been But here, the laying hand on 
But Peter is going to reject it. But that's the only thing that has any eternal purpose. Do it at all, my friend. And so God is going to speak to our hearts. He needs to get it. For, for us to understand here that, there, that, the, that the part of this journey is not just for us to confess Jesus as Lord, but for us to live Him as Lord. And by being empowered with the Holy Spirit to be a witness of the kingdom of God. It has to be done, my friend. And this is our mission from one day to the next. So it don't matter what stage we're in. It don't matter where we are. Wherever your feet find uh, lands tomorrow, then that's the best word uh, where God wants to use it. To be able to express God's love for, for whoever you may come in contact with. So whether you at the college campus or on the job. Because you thought that the gift of God would be purchased with money. 
Return in Jesus' name. Thank you. Hey. Hallelujah.